Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your guest host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. In today's episode, we're bringing you a special HR Technology Week edition and are joined by Claudia Ivanova, Head of Human Resources for Fispan, a market leader in ERP banking and banking solutions. Claudia discusses some of the top technology trends currently making an impact in the HR community, as well as some factors human resources professionals need to be thinking about as they get ready to grow and even globalize their workforces in 2022. Let's check out the episode. Claudia, welcome to the HR Works podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. Well, great to have you on. Before we learn more about what you do at Fispan as the head of HR, can you share with us a bit more about your background and how you got your start in HR? Absolutely. Would love to. So I guess I can just start off with, um, I'm actually originally from Toronto, Ontario, and I moved out to Vancouver, BC, where I'm currently located, to attend the Simon Fraser University. And that's kind of where I got my bachelor's degree in business administration. um, And I concentrated in marketing and human resources. I guess in my last year of university, I was looking for an internship and Fispan looked really appealing to me. Uh, Being a startup and in the tech industry, something that I had never been in before. So I decided to apply and I was hired and stayed on as a co-op actually. So student for eight months and then I was hired full time. So right out of university. And so at that point, there was a HR consulting firm consultant that I was working closely with. And then eventually she left and I started managing the human resources department. So that's kind of how I got my start in HR. And now my team has grown to about three full-time employees, including myself and one co-op student. And I guess right now our, our main focus at the moment is recruitment. Um, so we're really looking to grow our team. We're hoping about 50 new employees this year. So we're just tackling the recruitment from different angles with a full-time talent acquisition specialist and also relying on word of mouth and referrals. So recruitment is, is really our big focus right now. That's great. And that's the name of the game. And again, the goal of I think so many human resource professionals right now is recruiting and finding that new talent that's out in the marketplace. Exactly. Yeah, I think most companies are in the same boat right now with recruitment being at the forefront. Absolutely. So knowing that you work in banking tech, technology being at the forefront of everything your business does, what kind of role does technology play in your role as a human resources leader? That's a great question. A lot of people are really interested in the technology industry right now. It's it's a really hot market. So being able to recruit and be in that space with technology and innovation, people are very, very excited about that. So um, just being able to showcase the technology on Fispan side, what we're working on and being able to really promote that and explain what we do, because it is a little bit confusing, but being able to promote that and explain to our candidates what we're doing and make them excited about it. And then on the other side, I guess using platforms that we can share uh, what we're doing, who we are, our values and all of that. That's kind of where technology comes into play for us. 
That's really interesting. And again, with that recruiting focus, I think that could be such a challenge for recruiters and human resources leaders trying to communicate to the talent market and explain clearly what the position is and also have a clear understanding of what you're looking for in top talent. So how are you using technology to bring in and really recruit that top talent to fill those positions that you're looking to fill so quickly? That's a great question. I think we're still kind of navigating this. There's so many different opportunities out there. And I guess just brand awareness for us using technology to reach different people. We really have an emphasis on brand awareness right now, reaching people from their screens, for example, a lot of people are doing networking events virtually now. It's very different compared to career fairs or meeting people face to face. We really have to rely on technology to make those introductions and meet people, meet the candidates. So we're using a lot of virtual platforms, as is everyone else, and just making sure that we're hosting our jobs also on different types of websites too, especially on the kind of diversity, equity, and inclusion front as well, making sure that different types of candidate groups are being able to see our job postings and um, are able to reach out to us, have the proper means to do that. So everything really comes into play when it comes to that. Absolutely. And right, that is just following that tech trend and the virtual trend that so many of us just in the working world are seeing and navigating in real time. So what are some of the top tech trends that you're seeing affecting the human resources and people operation space in 2022? And what are you anticipating for the new year here? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think a lot of people right now are talking about the great resignation. There's a lot of shifting going on right now on people and they are kind of doing an internal check and seeing what are their values and does the company that they currently work for, do they have similar values? And if not, maybe there's a shift to be done. So a lot of people, um, they're talking about that great resignation at the moment. And so I think a lot of the trends that we're going to be seeing this year are going to relate to that great resignation and keeping that in mind. So I think really, we're going to see a lot of um, impact and new strategies on blending the remote or hybrid opportunities, being able to help people support our employees, if they are wanting to do more remote work. Um, That's something that employers will have to kind of understand, see what their employee population is really wanting and understand what their values are. So I think that's one of the trends, but also another trend might be how do we attract and reach international talent? I've noticed recently and in the past couple of years with the pandemic that lines of the borders are kind of blurring. We're really able to attract talent internationally. I think it's just because we now know that we can actually have employees who work from home and maybe that home is actually in a different city or a different country. So we're really able to promote and hire and attract talent in different areas. So I think that's going to be a big trend is how do we a do it? And how do we just be able to support those different people? So I think that's another trend that we might see. And I guess, lastly, just making sure our talent is engaged and keeping our culture alive. I think strategies around that will be another trend this year is just how do we do that? How do we Uh, promote our value propositions to our team? How do we keep our really good talent at the company? How do we do that? So these are really going to be at the forefront of human resource professionals and also CEOs and leadership teams. That's what everyone's going to be thinking about this year. Thank you for sharing that. I really found it interesting what you mentioned regarding the global workforce. 
I think it's so true that now that you're not confined to office space walls or the distance of a commute, it really opens up your talent pool to, as you mentioned, not just even state borders. It could be a global workforce and a global talent pool that you're picking from if you really are open to it and into making that step. And again, I think that can be a challenge for some teams as you do look at culture, but those that embrace it, you're really opening up your opportunities to diversify, which is again, such a push across the board with DE&I at the forefront of so many workforces moving forward. But then also just regarding access to talent and finding skilled workers in a much larger pool now. Exactly. And so we used to really just look at at Vancouver and maybe our provincial talent, but now we have so many more opportunities. We're looking Canada wide, for example, and we're even going overseas to Europe, for example, and seeing what talent lies over there. And there's a lot of different hubs, especially for the tech industry right now in Mexico and Brazil and Colombia, there are really great software developers, for example, for our team, and they are coming from those countries. So why were we always restricted to looking close to our cities when there's so much more talent out there and we can support that? So that has been extremely eye-opening, at least for me during the pandemic, is having that opportunity to attract that talent. What's interesting too, right? You mentioned the culture piece that gets impacted by technology. And I think by opening up the gate for more talent, you're also dealing with the challenge of how do you keep work culture in a wider distributed workforce? But I think so many organizations are finding those opportunities to use technology and really drive home and keep corporate culture throughout their workforce, regardless of where they're located and what time zone they're located even. Absolutely. We started doing a lot of different whether it be happy hours or little activities virtually. And we made sure that it was at a time where all of the time zones could be able to do it. And it was still within their working hours, for example. So really, you have more challenges, yes, with those different time zones. But if you make an effort, if you're consciously making those decisions to have those activities, that will really go a long way. So I definitely agree with what you said there. So one aspect that I've noticed really become a more common trend over the last few years has been cybersecurity. Uh, We've seen that become much more prevalent just as so many of us have moved to a virtual setting and relied more on digitized economy and just moving toward a more virtual world. So where do you think cybersecurity has fallen short for organizations over the last few years? Yeah, I really like this question. Um, Not a lot of people are thinking about it. And I think that's kind of where we've fallen short is companies start thinking about cybersecurity too late. I've noticed that a lot of companies start thinking about it when they've already been approached for potential attacks or attempts at attacks. And so I recommend even before something has happened, there should be a program in place. And Feinstein, we've been proactive, which I'm very happy about. We've run proactive because of our clients, we work directly with banks. And so they've required our compliance programs to be top notch. So we've had a program in place since day one, we've put training and simulations and all of that in place to be able to prep our employees. But other companies, and I've spoken to a few, they only start when their employees are already experiencing attacks and any attempts like that. So I think really where we've fallen short is just starting that process and that program too late. Right. The goal is to be proactive as opposed to reactive. Exactly. Totally makes sense. So that's some great advice, especially for HR leaders who are maybe looking to move their team toward a more hybrid, remote, and distributed model. 
Do you have any other advice for HR leaders who are starting to look at maybe the office setting not being the future of their workforce and looking to move toward a more remote model? Are there any technologies that HR leaders should be adopting to make this process easier? That's a great question. So right now, Fiesman, we use a platform called Proofpoint. It's a platform that manages our cybersecurity program. So we run our training and our simulations on that platform. So I would recommend um, investing in some type of platform that you'll be able to run those trainings, those simulations, just to get your employees aware of what could potentially happen. I think that's the biggest thing is employees, whether they're experienced or they're just coming out of universities, they might not know or be aware of what a phishing attempt is, for example. So during that training, you should have examples, you should have direct examples of what could possibly happen with your industry. So we actually have a monthly phishing attack simulation. So those are targeted that we make our internal team, we make those simulations and we'll specifically target our team members with potential applications that we know that they're using. And so before the simulations, we go through a training, an annual training where they'll learn to look at the email addresses or hover over the link if there's an attachment. So having those key things to look for and then running those simulations to keep the practice up of what to look for is very, very important. And for us, it's actually gone a long way. So that's kind of what I, I recommend is that platform in the first place and then having training and simulations that support that. That's really interesting. I think that training opportunity is really a great space for technology to step in as well, especially with onboarding and again, looking at hiring and bringing on more staffing and doing so remotely. Training now becomes something that can't necessarily be done in person. So looking to technology to train and onboard, even beyond just the security aspect, but just the general function of doing a job or becoming acclimated with the tools of a workplace can all be done through technology as well. Absolutely. And for some employers, they might pick up the phone and call one another. And another company might use Slack, for example. And so really understanding what the best method is for your organization. And then let's say if there is a potential phishing attack that says, please call me, and that's not a norm for your organization, right there, you'll be able to see that this is an attack, or this is um, something that is out of the norm and should be investigated further. So that training is really essential. Yeah, and something I'm really interested in as well in the human resource and people operations space has been the performance management tools that have come to grow in the technology space. I think that's something that as someone who manages employees myself, having those tools at your disposal to just more closely follow and guide your team members through their full year process, I think has been such a crucial and great addition to the HR space. And that jumps out at me as something else that could really benefit teams to adopt as they move into more of a remote workforce. Yeah, and we actually um, at Fiesman, we started using a different performance management software during the pandemic. So having that new platform, having the resources that you mentioned were available for our team went a long way. So um, I definitely agree with you. And I guess on the other side, there might be a time where there's too many applications, but that's kind of a bridge that we'll, we'll have to cross when we get there. Yeah, like so much of this, right? We're learning as we go. I think that's the uh, beauty and the challenge of the space we're currently in with technology and just this move to a virtual setting. So many of us that it almost happened unexpectedly. Exactly. Right? That we're, we're learning as we go. Yeah. All right, great. So as we're talking technology in the HR space, what's one product that you're most excited about going into the new year that you think will have the greatest impact on the human resources community? 
That's a great question. And I guess kind of going back to the borders that we were talking about and being able to hire internationally and globally. One thing that I'm really excited about is the global employment companies. So we actually already use one. We use a company called Deal. And so they are basically a company of record. Whether you're hiring somewhere else, they will help support that. So this product, uh, we just launched it last year in partnership with them. And it has really helped us be able to hire internationally. But one thing to think about is when you do hire internationally, there's three ways that you can do that. The first one is you can incorporate and that is quite costly. The second would be to hire contractors, but they wouldn't get all the benefits of being an employee and they have to do their own taxes and all of that stuff. And the third way is to go through a global employment company. So that's what we tried last year and we've been extremely successful. With that method, we're able to hire in a different country and they are considered employees through that company and then through us. So it's kind of that um, that third party that connects us with the employee in a different country. So they are paying their taxes, they are considered an employee, they get their benefits and their holidays and all the typical things that an employee would get. And we just use that platform. So we've been using it for just under a year. And I think this is going to be extremely helpful for a lot of companies in the new year. And I'm really excited to see kind of where that leads a lot of different companies. And even us, as we continue to hire in different countries, we'll be able to do that and we'll be able to use their resources. I mean, that's certainly one of the hurdles to expanding your your talent pool would be those challenges from the compliance end of managing a wider workforce that could be beyond even country borders. And what are some of the compliance challenges that go with that when you've got a third party that can help facilitate that process? That only makes sense. That's a, that's a great idea and certainly something to be excited about. Yeah, no, absolutely. All of those things they take care of, we just have to hire someone and it just, it works seamlessly. So I'm really excited for that in 2022. Okay. So we've already been looking forward of what's coming up and what we'd be excited about. What have you learned from the last couple of years though, since the pandemic that you feel has made you a more effective leader? I really like this question and and it really makes me think back on the past two years with a pandemic. And one thing that really sticks out for me is communication. That's been something that has really helped us at Fispan as a company and also myself with my team and being on the human resources side, you tend to talk to a lot of people. So communication is really key. We were able to communicate our plan as a company to our employees. And even when we didn't have a clear understanding of what we were going to do, um, if people were asking us if we were going to be fully remote or if we were going to uh, come back to the office full time, even if we didn't have a clear answer, being able to communicate that, tell our team that this is something we're thinking about. We are, as a leadership team, we're thinking about what would be the best case scenario for our team. And just being able to communicate that, not even with the final answer, but communicating that we are thinking about this. We are in the same boat as you are, and we have this on the agenda 
constantly thinking about it. So having that communication, that open communication, where it can come back both ways, and you'll have to facilitate a dialogue and being able to answer questions. Something that I've learned is communication will go a long way. If you just talk to your employees, your team, and also give them the opportunity to ask questions and be able to facilitate that dialogue. That's a great lesson learned there. And I think you're spot on in that we did learn that what maybe came naturally when you could do it in person changed when we all moved to a virtual setting and communication had to become much more intentional. Mm-hmm. But I also really like that thought that even not having the perfect answer at the perfect time is okay. That the timeliness of just even giving updates to say, yeah, we don't know yet, but we're looking at what the next plan is, is so important and keeps everyone in your workforce invested and engaged and feeling as if they're a part of it and that they know what's going on, not that something's happening behind the scenes and then magically changes. I think that's a, a great way to look at it and, and a great lesson learned there. Yeah, I I think it it really goes a long way, even if your employees know that you don't have an answer, but they know that you are thinking about it, you're trying to come up with something, just that will go a long way. So beyond even what you've learned in the last few years with the pandemic and with communication, is there one piece of advice you could pass along to your peers in the HR community that you feel would make them and makes you a better leader? I think something that pops into mind is to listen to your employees. And this is something that I've learned in the past few months. We ran a survey and I'm not saying always have a survey. I'm not saying having it once a month, but maybe sometimes or even informally talk to your employees and listen to them. But we actually did a formal survey and we asked our employees what they value, what they wanted to see. And by getting that feedback from them, we were actually able to see what they value, what they want in a company. And some of the things we already had, but we weren't doing a good enough way of promoting them and communicating what we already had. So It was very interesting to see that when we were getting the feedback from our employees. And then on the other side of that, they might not value something that we are offering and that we're paying for. And being able to see that that difference um, kind of put into perspective what we should be paying for as an employer, whether it's a type of benefit that um, no one is using, no one really cares about. And so we can put that investment in a different value that our employees care about. So I really found that listening to your employees went a long way and opened up a lot of different doors for us to get better as an employer. That's really smart. I mean, that's that whole concept of feedback is a gift and that you can really learn so much just from getting that feedback. And I really thought it was interesting what you said there too. It's not just what you weren't offering, but maybe what you were offering to employees that they weren't aware of. And it told you how to maybe rework and be more strategic in bringing those to the forefront. I think is really smart and some great advice just to pass along to our listeners in the HR community. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Claudia Ivanova, head of HR for Fispan. Before we wrap up here, is there anything you'd like to promote? Anything you're excited about coming up? I guess the only thing I can say is, like I mentioned at the beginning, we are hiring a lot. We have no um, constraints in terms of where we can hire from. So if you're listening, if you're looking for very cool opportunities, please check out our website and hopefully you find something of interest for you. All right. And what's that website? Uh, Fispan.com. Perfect. Now, Claudia, before we wrap here, I have one last question. You wake up in the morning and your feet hit the floor. What's the one thing that gets you motivated to start your day? Right now, I'd say a cup of coffee. Great answer. I feel the same way. (laughs) All right. Well, Claudia, thank you so much for joining the HR Works podcast. Again, Claudia Ivanova, head of HR for Fispan. Thank you for being a guest and we look forward to having you back on. Thank you for having me. Bye now. 
Thank you for listening to the HR Works Podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.